Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bucko Booth. My name is Benson Vector, and I'll be the host of your show this morning. We are waiting on Jared. He may join us throughout the episode, but we do not know. Uh, just as a note from last week's episode, we were down there at Pirates Fest in the bitter cold, and you know what the bitter cold did to my computer battery and my phone battery? Well, it killed it faster than you'd believe. So everything died, and we had to, you know, limit it to a half-hour show. But we had a great time down there broadcasting live outside of PNC Park. It was a fantastic episode. I hope you guys go back and listen to it. And eventually you will get my 2019 predictions, so you don't have to worry on that. Just as a couple notables from this week in Pirates baseball, we had the Vasante Campos signing the Brandon Maurer signing, the J.B. Shuck signing, and the Pirates have an interest in Cameron Maven and Brandon Geyer. Those are the notables from this week. All three of the signings were minor league deals with Maurer and uh, Shuck getting minor league invites, I mean spring training invites, and I assume Compass would get one here shortly as well. I want to open one mailbag question today. Uh, Max wants to know, who do you think will be the Pirates' MVP this season? Okay, Max. Last year for me, it was Josh Bell. Moving forward in the 2019, I think Josh Bell will repeat. He's he's going to use the approach that he used in the second half where he found his power stroke a little bit. And overall, he improved as a hitter in 2018. He didn't digress. The power stroke just wasn't there in the first half. He, that power stroke is going to be back under Rick Eckstein and Jacob Cruz. And he has the potential to hit 30 home runs and drive in 100. He's going to be the cleanup guy in that order, and he's going to be a threat in the lineup, Max. So Josh Bell is going to be my 2019 season MVP. Uh, Let's talk some offseason because that's what we're in right now. It is 20 degrees outside of Pittsburgh today. The return of our nation's pastime feels like light years away. But it warms my soul like my grandmother's hand and pea soup to know that pitchers and catchers will report in just three short weeks. Just like that, baseball will be back. Hope springs eternal, even if I can't see out of my foggy windshield when trying to make a Pittsburgh left turn. But for whatever reason, I just can't seem to get that excited about the current state of the Pittsburgh Pirates and their offseason thus far. A recent tweet from Fangraphs, Craig Edwards has made my stomach churn when it comes to the Bucks and their current state of spending, as if there were even room for additional pessimism. The Pirates' current payroll is at a projected $68 million. That is roughly $45 million less than the next closest NL Central foe, the 67-95 and 95 Cincinnati Reds of 2018, and $130 million, the difference of the Chicago Cubs. This means that the Pirates sign all-world free agent Manny Machado to a payment contract tomorrow and still be about $20 million behind the Reds in spending. According to figures obtained by the Associated Press, the Pirates' payroll at the end of the 2018 season was $89.8 million, down from $95.5 million at the end of 2017. If the Pirates do not make any additional moves, they would have shed in the neighborhood of $25 million. What kind of message does that send to a fan base already starting its form? The question is rhetorical. 
Spending money and winning are directly correlated in baseball more often than not. You occasionally have your aberrations. Every walk of life does in some capacity. Let's ask the Cardinals, who added one of the best first basemen in baseball in Paul Goldschmidt, and will take on roughly $15 million in salary by doing so. Or even the Milwaukee Brewers, who last year struck an unprecedented five-year, 80-year contract with outfielder Lorenzo Kane, who have the Brewers reached only their third league championship series in franchise history. And so far this offseason, the Reds have been extremely aggressive, acquiring Matt Kemp, Yasiel Puig, and Alex Wood from the Dodgers, and Tanner Roark from the Nationals, while taking on over $40 million in expenses. Acquisitions like those undeniably give a team a greater chance to win baseball games. Winning baseball games drives fan enthusiasm, boosts ticket sales, concessions, and ultimately revenue, not the other way around. After trading starting pitcher Yvonne Nova in December and shedding $9 million in salary, Pirates GM Neil Huntington said, looking at Nova's projected production, looking at the salary committed to it, we felt we could get similar to potentially better production by reallocating those dollars to other spots on the club. A familiar story, for sure. But so far, that continues to look like a pure salary dump. Huntington has consistently sold the fan base on the premise that if you show up to games, they will reallocate the money back into the team. That just hasn't been true. Evidenced by the Bucks' 98 win season in 2015, when they shed payroll and handed out two spots in the rotation to John Neist and Ryan Vogelsong. That's grand larceny. So why should we trust them now? A silver lining may be hidden in the fact that the offseason still isn't over by a long shot. Franchise changers such as Bryce Harper and Machado are still out there. Versatile studs like Marlon Gonzalez and highly capable starting pitchers such as Dallas Keuchel still await their destiny. Maybe this means the Pirates are waiting until some of these pieces fall before they add within a reasonable value. Although Machado and Keiko would be optimal, it's more obvious that the team would be interested in the services of upgrades like Jose Iglesias and Gio Gonzalez. We can't pretend there are no holes to fill. Kevin Newman and Eric Gonzalez as a shortstop platoon is deficient. Trotting Jordan Lyles out there as your fifth starter is Vogelsong-like bad. The addition of Lonnie Chesnoff is solid, but won't exactly have the PNC Park Rotunda packed to the brim. Huntington identified shortages in the starting rotation and bullpen around the trade deadline last season and had the zeal to acquire Chris Archer and Keone Kella, maybe the two biggest arms on the trade market. If you aren't going to continue to add to a team that may only be a few pieces away from competing, what's the point? I'd much rather prospects and use of control as they did with the trade away Austin Meadows, Tyler Glass now, and Shane Boz. This is really starting to frustrate me, and I don't get frustrated with the Pirates very often. We knew going into this offseason that this team was only a few moves away from becoming a contender. We have in roughly $45 million left to spend this offseason. Granted that the payroll will increase, you know, naturally uh, as more arbitration players come on the books next season. 
But you see all these other teams in the division making moves. The Reds, the Cincinnati Reds, 15 years back from us last year, adding $40 million in expenses this offseason. And what did the Pirates add? Lonnie Chisnall? That's their big addition. Sure, he's a solid addition, but again, he's not going to pack the rotunda to the brim. Neil Hartzian has always promised us, show up and we will spend money on this baseball club. Granted, the, the attendance was terrible last season, but there is money to spend on the baseball team this offseason, and Neil Huntington and the crew are failing us. They are straight up failing us. There is no reason why we should not be in on a guy like Manny Machado. There is no reason why we shouldn't be in on the Dallas Keuchel. We can add Machado and Keuchel and still have money left to spend. And so the Pirates don't even want to add Iglesias and Gonzalez. They already let Freddie Galvis go to the Blue Jays on a $4 million contract. You're telling me that you would rather have Newman and Gonzalez, that deficient shortstop platoon, over Freddie Galvis, a proven major league commodity, and you're not willing to spend $4 million on that, and we have $45 million left to spend. It's ridiculous. And it's starting to make the fan base angry, too. This was supposed to be a good year, the coming of a new era in Pirates baseball, and it still could be. There's still time left in the offseason, and we still are just speculating here in the offseason ahead of spring training. 2019 was supposed to be the ushering in of a new era. 2018 was the retool. 2019 is the year we compete. We went out. We got Archer. We got Kella. Gave up top-profile guys like Meadows, Glass, and Boz. And this is what they're doing to us. The Pirates are dropping the ball, as it seems to be the usual in Pittsburgh. You've seen it by now. And if you follow the Pirates off season spending, or lack thereof, you're not surprised. But to see it put in plain sight, the Pirates' current payroll of $71 million is downright jarring, especially when compared to the rest of the NL Central, as DK Pittsburgh sports shows. It's hard to win on a $71 million payroll. No matter how smart you are, and it's hard to see P- Pittsburgh spending much more before the season begins, now that we know, Despite hopeful speculation on Twitter that Neil Huntington hasn't placed his bid as Manny Machado's mystery suitor, pointed John Heyman of Fancred. The Pirates' lack of days to go off approach to the offseason is puzzling to say the least when you consider the acquisitions of Chris Archer and Keone Kella at last season's trade deadline. It seems safe to assume the Pirates would be aggressive on the free agency market after shedding payroll and mortgaging young assets, Austin Meadows. Tyler Glass now and Shane Boss in an attempt to win now. And so the Pirates have settled for depth signings while shopping Francisco Cervelli and though Heyman debunks this, possibly Starling Marte. It's likely not all on Huntington's shoulders here as Bob Nunny controls the purse strings, but it's extremely confusing and frustrating from a fan's perspective. At this point, I'm expecting to hear the front office deliver a boilerplate statement on their lack of meaningful activity and tell the fan base they see their winner to contend in 2020. Pirates fans have seen this movie many times and know how it goes. It's even more frustrating this time around, though, as the Cincinnati Reds have decided they're done with a slow rebuild and will at least try to compete sooner rather than later. Maybe it doesn't work out for Cincinnati. 
But considering their revamped pitching staff and lineup didn't put a dent into the top tier of their farm system, it's impossible not to be envious of that approach. I hate being the cynic, but I hate even more that the Pirates don't give me a reason to feel otherwise. The Pirates do have a potentially elite by Archer, Jamison Tyon, and Trevor Williams. And the bullpen should also be very solid despite losing Edgar Santana for the season. But it's hard to believe that will be enough with a mediocre at best offense, especially until Gregor Polanco returns. And a division that has gotten stronger across the board. Maybe the Pirates do make some key additions before free agency comes to a close. But at this point, those moves could be overpaced in an effort to compensate for their earlier inactivity. Just moves so the team could say, hey, we spent money. The point isn't just to spend money, though. The Pirates had a chance to enter this offseason with a plan to take a major step forward through smart spending and impact moves. Instead, the Pirates have taken a bold approach by shedding $19 million and doing largely nothing while everyone around them gets better. We've discussed this. The NL Central is the best division of baseball. All five teams in this division could realistically be in contention for a playoffs and for the division crown. And you know what Neil Huntington has done to back that up? He's shed $19 million in payroll. Granted, it may not all lay on Neil Huntington's hands. We can't shoulders. We can't place this all on Neil Huntington. You have to look to ownership and Bob Nutting. We've seen this movie far too many times. Nutting controls the purse strings, and he is telling Huntington to sell. Huntington's putting on his mask, putting on his PR face, and he is making it work. You know, I would not be surprised, as I said, if we get a statement here that the Pirates do not intend on competing in 2019. They'll see where it goes. But 2020 is the real year, right? That's ridiculous. 2018, we're projected to lose 100 games. We come and we give the team a winning season. The fans, a winning season, 82-80. and 80. Fourth winning season since 1992. And you know how they back that up in the offseason? With $45 million to spend? It's ridiculous. Management is starting to get on my nerves. There is no reason why we should not be in on Machado and Keuchel. You add Machado and Keuchel to this roster, we are instant contenders. Instant. You throw Keuchel into the rotation with Archer, Tyan, Williams, and Musgrove, and you're telling me we're not going to contend? You put Machado in the middle of that lineup at the shortstop position, surrounded by guys like Polanco, Marte, Dickerson, and Bell, throw Frazier, Savelli, Moran, and Gondi there. That's a contending team. That is a World Series potential team with the bullpen that you throw in there, too. But no, the Pirates don't want to contend. None of you just content making his money and making all of our fans frustrated in the process. You know, Nutting, you should do yourself a favor and sell the team to an owner who actually wants to win. Who's actually wanting to spend more than $70 million on a professional baseball franchise. So I like Nutting's a broke man. He's a very wealthy man, and he's controlling his purse strings and telling Huntington uh, to shed some payroll. 
and they try to fool us into believing that the actual intention of the team is to contend. I don't want to wait until 2020. I want to win now, and so do the Pirates fans. We are starving for a win. 40 years is too damn long to be waiting for a World Series championship. We don't want to become the laughing stock of the league, and really we already are. You know, the 20 years of losing from 1992 to 2012, we were a joke. We finally come back, 2013, make the playoffs. You know, cuts leading us there is like the ushering end of a new era. Five years later, Andrew McCutcheon is traded, along with Garrett Cole. And this new Pirates era that is in right now and has the potential to win if you add a few pieces is there. The 2018 should be like the 2012 to 2013. 2020, 2019 should be the year that we are able to compete to get into a wild card spot and do some damage in the postseason. There's no reason why we shouldn't be able to do that, but management doesn't want that. We have a solid baseball team. We just need a few. There are holes in the roster. We need a fifth starter, and we need a short Gonzalez at shortstop and think that's going to who do we have after that? Pablo Reyes? Come on, he only played in September with a limited sample size. Cole Tucker is still sitting in double-A. He's going to start the season in triple-A, but he's not ready. That's the point. We don't have time to mess around with that. That's our Jordan Lyles at the fifth starter. That's Ryan Vogelsong-like. Terrible. There's no excuse for what the Pirates have done this offseason. Absolutely no excuse at all. And it is unbelievably frustrating to me and the fan base. Now, I'm not suggesting we go out and we boycott because we do support the Pittsburgh Pirates. Through thick and thin, we will support this team. But at the end of the day, this team is in a position to compete, and we don't want to compete. We're not making an attempt to compete. The Reds are. The Cardinals are. The Brewers are. The Cubs are. And what are we doing? We're shedding payroll while the rest of the Central is adding significant assets to their roster, attempting to get much better in the process. And it makes you wonder, were the Archer and Keller trades for show? Were they to get the fan base back on management side? Because this offseason isn't – my trust in management is all but gone at this point. I mean, it is what it is with Huntington and Nutting and that crew. But at this point, you can't trust them to do anything right. And it's, it's maddening and it's frustrating and Nutty needs to sell the team before we can see a real competitive baseball club in Pittsburgh. At the end of the day, that's that's the truth. It's a sad reality, but that's a reality we face. Heading into our 40th year without a World Series championship, there's not much hope for this, this Pittsburgh Pirates team heading into 2019 because they have dropped the ball with this conservative offseason. So just a few days after the outlook of the 2019 payrolls in the NL Central posted online, 
Uh, so the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, having just $68 million committed for 2019. It appears the Pirates are actively looking to sell off one of the highest-paid players and one of the best on the roster at spring training years. According to NBC Los Angeles writer and reporter Michael J. Duarte, the Pirates and Dodgers are having active and ongoing discussions regarding a trade with Stormy Marte as the centerpiece of the deal. Sources. Dodgers have an active and ongoing discussion with the Pirates for Starling Marte. They've discussed a deal in previous weeks as well. Not know what other players are involved or if teams are close to a deal. Marte is in a contact with Pittsburgh through 2021. It's important to note that Duarte is the same reporter who said the Dodgers were going to acquire Pittsburgh Pirates all-star closer Felipe Vasquez last summer at the trade deadline after the Dodgers missed out on Brad Hand. Take the report with a grain of salt, especially considering no major reporter like Bob Nightingale, Buster Olney, or Ken Rosenthal have uh, reported this as well. Now, should the Pirates and Dodgers be in discussion regarding a Marte trade, as Duarte is reporting? This wouldn't make much sense for the Pirates to do, considering the ambition to compete in 2019 after trading for starting pitcher Chris Archer and reliever Keanu Kelly during last season's trade deadline. Turning around and doing Marte, three years left, very little sense for the Pirates now and moving forward. Sure, Pittsburgh is stacked in the minds with young, high ceiling outfielders of Brian Reynolds, Travis Swaggy, Jason Martin, and Cal Mitchell. But trading a key offensive piece away for future assets is a tough pill to swallow. If the Pirates do trade Marte to the Dodgers, a return package from Los Angeles has to start with outfielder Alex Verdugo and pitcher Ross Stripling. Those two alone aren't nearly enough for an outfielder of Marte's caliber, even with his PED history. Verdugo start the season as the every center fielder should he be the big get in return for Marte. Same for Stripling, who likely slot in as number five starter before shifting into a swing role in the bullpen once Mitch Keller is ready for his big league debut. If the Pirates want to get really crazy, why not add Francisco Cervelli to that deal with Mark Dane? Try to pry Kybert Ruiz or Will Smith from the Dodgers to get a strong catching prospect back into the system. And in an offseason where it seemed like the Pirates would be ultra-aggressive and are instead seemingly standing pat and pinching pennies, trading Marte away would be a public relations nightmare for a franchise that took a step in the right direction to repair relations with the fan base last summer by acquiring big-name trade pieces in Kellogg Archer. Personally, I don't think the Pirates trade away Marte away this offseason. But the news that the club is talking with the Dodgers about a potential deal on Monday morning is not the type of news Pirates fans want to wake up to. Now, granted, this was shot down by John Heyman as the Manny Machado uh, mystery team thoughts. But the fact that there are even rumblings about the Pirates winning trade away Marte furthers my point about management. Marte is one of the highest paid players on the Pirates. And there are talks about us removing him from the roster. What does that say? The Bengals already had $68 million and reportedly were looking to shed some more. Great. That's great. Oh, are we trying to get like the lowest payroll of all time here or something? Because that's, that's what it feels like. It's unbelievable. Neil Huntington took a big stab, and he got Archer and Kella, and a move that signaled we are looking to win now. But it's now looking to be like, 
We want to make some reparations with the fan base. Go out, get Archer, get Kellogg, and then we'll stand pat this offseason. If we were aggressive this offseason, and there's still time to be aggressive and do what we have to do, get Machado, get Keiko, this team can still be very competitive. The flip side of that is training Martin Cervelli to the Dodgers. I don't see it happening, as I said, but it, it definitely could happen. I, I mean, we, we don't know at this point, right? And it's just been crazy. You know, the most the, the most talked about thing in the Pirates all season, other than guys like Machado and Keiko, trading Cervelli and trading Martin. It's a disgrace. It's not the news that puts a smile on my face as we are 21 days out of spring training beginning and the journey to potential World Series beginning. I will always back this Pittsburgh Pirates team. Always. Who thick and thin? Whatever happens. I've said said this before on the show already. I'm going to say this again. We're not going to have a sustained competitive baseball team in Pittsburgh Unless nothing sells the team. Huntington can only do so much. Huntington is an agent of nothing. We have to realize that. It's not Huntington's fault. Huntington is really one of the best gyms in baseball when you look at it because he's given so little money and so little money to spend and actually make a competitive baseball team. He isn't given the leeway that other teams are giving. In Cincinnati, Milwaukee, St. Louis, and Chicago. In our own division. And finding things with a big market team. Uh, Dynasty. That's how good of a GM he is. Can't blame this on Huntington. You have to blame it on nothing. Okay? And yes, the the Marte rumors, I don't know if they're coming from, you know, nothing maybe requesting for Marte to be traded. Or Huntington just realizing, you know... (laughs) Boss man up there is not giving me any money, and I need to trade an asset so I can get future assets to build up a sustainable baseball club. But then it's tough to build a sustainable baseball team when you're only given $70 million to spend. It's hard to do it. Huntington has done a great job giving us three playoff berths in his his little era here. Nothing just doesn't want to do it. It's it's much more of, you know, just a financial game for him. How can I line my pockets? That, that's, that is what Nutting is thinking. And, you know, th- this show is probably the most critical I've ever been in the Pittsburgh Pirates. But it's, it's a show where I, I need to. I need to be critical of the team because if I'm not critical of the team, then I can't stand doing my job giving you Bucket Booth every Saturday. I'm usually with the optimistic voice in Pyroland, and the optimism is starting to fade. It is. Because of this conservative offseason. I don't know what to expect now heading into 2019. I don't. You know, uh, the, going into the offseason, I was so excited you know, we were going to be the aggressive team on the market, making the moves, being the stars of the offseason. Lonnie Chisnall. 
that is our star of the 2000, <clears throat> uh, prior to the 2019 season. It is what it is, and we have to deal with it. We have to make the most of it. And it's a sad reality that this offseason, we're falling short of expectations. We're dropping the ball, and there are Marte trade rumors. I mean, would I do a trade that would send Marte and Sonelli to the Dodgers for Stripling, uh, Verdugo, Kybert Ruiz, maybe Will Smith, throwing another guy in there? Maybe. But it doesn't signal he does not to win that mode as was signal at the 2018. It'll be an interesting season, to say the least. But it is what it is. Oh, happy Groundhog Day, by the way. Let me see if uh, Mr. Groundhog saw his shadow. Let's check that out before we wrap up here on Bucket Booth. It was a great episode, but, um, you know, a, a rough one at that. I'll, I'll say that. Let's look this up. Uh, Groundhog Day. What did the Groundhog see? Drum roll, drum roll. What did the Groundhog see? He doesn't see a shadow. Early spring. Yeah. All right, well, we'll have an early spring. That's always good news. Good news throughout the show. Punxy Tony Phil predicts an early spring. Thank you all for tuning in. My name is Benson Thatcher. Please give me a follow on Instagram at BucksDogouts if you're looking to buy tickets. Head over to stubyard.com, punch in promo code BPN10. It was a pleasure having you all this morning. I will see you here. Same time, same place on Saturday. Until then, have a great week, everybody. Stay safe. It's going to heat up early spring. Let's go, Bucks. I'll see you next time.